0: find my trouble heart this is the truth i'm saying I'm standing on Good. we may be darkest, but your light is greater. You light our way, God.
1: Good morning and welcome to 1C. Would you please rise for our first song?
2: The song of Asian believers Filled with God's holy fire It's every tribe and every tongue And every nation A love song born of a great goal. Why? It's all God's children singing Glory, glory Hallelujah He raised, he raised It's all God's children singing towers of cathedrals and the faithful gathered underground. Of all the songs sung from the dawn of creation, some were meant to persist. Of all the bells rung from a thousand steeples, none rings truer than this.
0: It's all God's children sing.
2: He raised, he raised Saw God's children sing
1: Good morning, everybody. Let's go to God in prayer. If you would, please bow your heads. Great and gracious Heavenly Father, we give you great thanks this morning for this chance to be together. And Lord, I know while sometimes we seem so filled with anxiety, worry, and all of that other garbage of the world, that Lord, we need to know that we can trust you and lean on you and be a part of you. And Lord, I ask this morning that you calm us, calm our nerves, be here with us in person or online. And Lord, let us... Feel that love that you have for each one of us. That love that extended through the death of your son on the cross. And Lord, I ask all of this in Jesus' name and all God's people said, amen. Amen.
2: told you you're not good enough. When he told you you're not right. When he told you you're not strong enough to put up a good fight. When he told you you're not worthy. When he told you you're not loved. When he told you you're not beautiful, that you'll never be enough. You will take your breath, stop you in your steps. Fear is a lighter. You will rob your rest, steal your happiness. Cast your fear in the fire. Cause fear a liar. When he told you you were trouble, You'd never be alone When he told you you should run away You'd never find a home When he told you you were dirty You should be ashamed Let your fire fall and cast out all my fears. Let your fire fall. Your love is all I feel. Let your fire fall and cast out all my. Fears.
3: We make our beginnings in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear friends, together we join in the confession of our sins before our Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father, your desire is to bless your children here on this earth and for eternity. In your word you show me how by your grace and mercy I have received one blessing on top of another. Lord, I confess that my sin has caused me to miss out on your blessings. My sin of selfishness, laziness and rebellion has separated me from you. By the power of your Holy Spirit, show me my sin and remind me of your love that you have expressed through the sending of your son, Jesus. And dear friends, this morning, I'm reminding you of that love, the love that God has given to you through his son, Jesus Christ our Lord, a love that sent him to the cross to pay for all of our sins. As a called and ordained servant of the word and by his authority, I therefore forgive you all your sins. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. At this time, we're going to have the opportunity, instead of prayer baskets today, to text the number you see on the screen with any prayer requests you may have, anything that we can lift up today in prayer. The second thing I want to make you aware of, we are going to celebrate the Lord's body and blood and the Lord's Supper today, and if you did not get your communion packet on the way in, they're available in the window right next door. And we'll continue with our next song. (laughs)
4: Young man on the side of the road lost in Say
5: boys and girls. Today we are talking about boldness and how the Holy Spirit fills us up to make us bold. Let's watch this video to see what it looks like to be bold.
3: Butterfinger presents Bolder Than Bold.
6: A motocross biker flying over a pool of piranha bots is bold. A motocross biker flying over a pool of piranha bots while eating a Butterfinger bar is bolder than bold. A
3: motocross biker flying over a pool of piranha-bots while eating a Butterfinger bar and belting out a duet with Billy Eichner is bolder than, bolder than, bold! And if he's doing all this while posting a new online dating profile pic without even looking, then that's bolder than, bolder than, bolder than, bold!
5: Wow, that was bold. I want to be bold too, don't you boys and girls? That's right. now am i bold okay i don't think that's the type of boldness we're supposed to be talking about today we're talking about the boldness of saul the holy spirit grabbed a hold of saul and changed him from being someone who was persecuting and even killing christians to someone who was sharing the good news about jesus even though there were still people out there killing christians that is bold you know who is bolder than bold bolder than bolder than bold Jesus because Jesus left heaven and came to earth knowing that he would have to die to rescue us and he did that anyways because he loves you so much that he would leave heaven come to earth and die to rescue us and you know what the Holy Spirit wants to make us bold too and we can be bold to share the good news of Jesus not because we have a butterfinger but because we have the Holy Spirit living in us, driving us, empowering us, making us bold to share the good news of Jesus. That is bold. And boys and girls, we can be bold. Let's close in prayer. Will you fold your hands, bow your head, and repeat after me? Come Holy Spirit. Make us bold to share the good news of how much Jesus loves us. Amen. All right, boys and girls. Remember, it's not butterfingers that make you bold. It's the Holy Spirit who lives in us, who gives us faith and allows us to share the good news.
3: (laughs) Thanks, Greg, for... Getting us started on our idea of being bold today. And I have to tell you, if you were here between services, you got to see my kids rip into their butterfingers, and wow, I've never seen them so ferocious. It's great to be with you today. I am Pastor Chris, not Pastor Jim today. He's on the road, I think, and uh, I'm going to fill in. Uh, I'm just a few blocks away normally at a manual, and I know a few of you may recognize me, but Pastor Chris Ramsey, the associate pastor just down the road. And what a pleasure to be with you today and to join in this Spirit-Driven series. Last week, you got to hear about Spirit-Driven to be sent Saints, and we got our, our first little taste of Saul in the book of Acts. And now we get the second half of that story today, Spirit-Driven to be Bold. Now, as soon as I found out the theme for today, two things immediately came to mind, and maybe you share, well, maybe both of them with me. The first one was the USS Enterprise boldly going where no man has gone before. Anybody with me on that one? Hey, I see some hands in this service. Yes, not a single hand went up that I could see in the first service, and uh, only one person kind of sheepishly came up and confessed they were a Star Trek fan too at the end. It made me think about that idea of bolding going where no man has gone before. And, you know, it didn't always go well for them, did it? In fact, that's what made that show so great is that each and every episode, they encountered something unexpected, something problematic, something that caused them to work together as a crew to solve the problem. In fact, if you were wearing a red shirt, it really didn't go very well, did it? The second thing I thought of was bold? I don't know. I'm not sure if I'm the right pastor to talk about that, because I don't know about you, but that's not a word that I use to describe myself. If I were to go to a job interview or something that asked me, what's your personality like, bold wouldn't even make the list, right? It's one of those things that maybe we're kind of the opposite of that. If you're like me and a bit of an introvert at times, bold really doesn't make the cut when we talk about ourselves, We'd rather stay in the less risky category where we're comfortable in our area of comfort. And you know, this is true when we talk about the gospel too. One of my joys as a pastor is to get to talk to young men and women about going into the ministry, whether it's as a teacher or a DCE or director of Christian education, a deaconess, or of course as a pastor. And I usually get a very similar response when I talk about being a pastor. The person I'm talking with will say something like, Pastor Chris, you know, it it sounds wonderful. It, It sounds like being a pastor is a really good thing and I'd enjoy it. But I just don't like getting in front of people. Right? If I got up in front of a whole room of people, I'd get nervous and palms would get sweaty and I'd get embarrassed. Or maybe they say something like, Pastor Chris, I just don't think I could memorize a message every week and keep it up here. And I always tell them the same thing. Me too. I fall into those categories all the time. I get nervous getting up in front of people. In fact, if the lights weren't in my eyes and I could see most of you, those butterflies would be going crazy right now. When it comes to memorizing things, Well, I was never the top in my confirmation class, and even memorizing Scripture, it came very difficult. In fact, when I preach, I still have notes up in front of me that I have to use just to be comfortable. You see, that's how it works when we talk about being bold. We start to think about it, and we start to think about all of our weaknesses, the things that maybe we're not good at, or the reasons that we shouldn't do something. How much more so when it comes to the gospel, the good news of Jesus, right? We all come together on Sunday mornings, and we get pumped up, and we get excited about the gospel, and then we go, and that boldness kind of erodes its way out of us throughout the rest of the week. We kind of lose that oomph of being bold. Maybe we kind of go back into that timid zone that we're comfortable in. Well, you know, when we dwell on our weaknesses, when we start to tell all the things that we're not good at, well, that's exactly when God reminds us through his servant Saul, by the way, or Paul, if you'd prefer. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 12. God says, my power is made perfect in weakness. We have a God whose power is made perfect in even our weaknesses. Those things that we look at ourselves in the mirror and we say, I don't know about that. God's power is is made perfect. Dear friends, if that's true, what can he do with our strengths? What can he do with us when we are filled with that boldness to go? And yet too often we focus on the weaknesses. God's power is made perfect in weakness. And speaking of weakness, let's talk about Saul for a moment. Last time we saw Saul, last week, he had just had that trip up the Damascus Road. Remember, he was going to capture those that belonged to the way, to Christianity, those that confessed Jesus Christ as crucified and risen. That's where Saul was going, to bind them up and to bring them back to the high priest in Jerusalem. But that's not how that trip went, was it? Can you imagine Saul kind of boldly trumping his way down the road to Damascus with papers in hand when all of a sudden that blinding light comes down and he hears the voice of Jesus? That voice that says, Saul, Saul, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. And Saul has to be led by the hand the rest of the way because of his blindness. And we met a man named Ananias, that man that had to go to a specific house on a specific street, and maybe he didn't really want to. At first, he was kind of reluctant, wasn't he? When we talk about being bold and getting out of our comfort zone, one of the ways we see it is in Ananias, the one who went to Saul and said, Brother Saul, I'm here in the name of Jesus. And those scales fall from Saul's eyes. He can see again. And what we hear in scripture is that he is baptized, he eats, and he is strengthened. And it's kind of neat in chapter 9. We hear that twice that Saul is strengthened. No, dear friends, he hasn't been going to the gym, he's not using the dumbbells. He's strengthened in his spirit. God strengthens Saul. If you remember what God tells Ananias, he says, Saul is my chosen. Instrument, And today as we talk about the boldness that Saul displays, we're going to see that on display. From Acts chapter 9, this is what Scripture says. And taking food he was strengthened. And for some days he was with the disciples at Damascus. And immediately he proclaimed Jesus in the synagogue, saying, He is the Son of God. And all who heard him were amazed and said, Is not this the man who made havoc in Jerusalem? Of those who called upon his name? And has he not come here for this purpose, to bring them bound before the chief priests? But Saul increased all the more in strength and confounded the Jews who lived in Damascus by proving that Jesus was the Christ. Think about that change for a moment. Saul was just going about what he thought was his everyday routine, going to take care of those Christians. It was going to make him look pretty good in the eyes of the high priest. And as he's marching down that road in bold defiance, what happens but a complete change. Right? Everything that he once was is going to be left behind. All of those friendships, maybe even his family in that Jewish faith, it wasn't going to be easy to go back. In fact, after his healing, what is he doing? But he's preaching Christ crucified and risen. He's boldly going out and proclaiming that which he used to be directly opposed to. It's a complete reversal. He's boldly proclaiming Jesus Christ crucified and risen. And it confounds the people that hear it, doesn't it? They look at this Saul guy and they wonder what changed? What changed in this guy? That he went from persecutor of Christians to a Christian himself. And you know what the change does? Those Jews look at Saul and what he's doing. It makes them angry. Anytime the gospel is boldly proclaimed, there's going to be resistance to that. We mentioned that with the USS Enterprise. Right, Every single episode, problems arose when they went boldly out. And it's true when we have the Spirit driving us in the gospel as well. This is what it says at verse 23. When many days had passed, the Jews plotted to kill him. But their plot became known to Saul. They were watching the gates day and night in order to kill him. But his disciples took him by night and lowered him down through an opening in the wall, lowering him in a basket. And when he came to Jerusalem, he attempted to join the disciples. And they were all afraid of him, for they did not believe that he was a disciple. What would you do if you were Saul? We mentioned he can't go back to the way things used to be, right? Those friends and families that used to cheer him on for what he did, well, they're not all that welcoming anymore now that he is confessing Christ crucified. And when Saul comes down into Jerusalem to find those disciples, this would be the 12 disciples of Jesus minus Judas, right? He's met his sticky end, if you will, by this point, plus all of those that have come to the faith of knowing Jesus. All gathered there in Jerusalem. Saul comes walking in, and they don't want anything to do with him. Right? They look at him, and they say, we don't really know if this guy's a disciple, Right, he's the one that just had that list of names. Maybe my name was on that list. They don't want anything to do with Saul. And that's when we see another bold person in Acts chapter 9. One of my favorite people of the New Testament. One of the, the champions of faith in my life. And his name is Barnabas. And Barnabas is gonna be here in verse twenty-six. This or verse twenty-seven, I'm sorry. But Barnabas took him and brought him to the apostles, and declared to them how on the road he had seen the Lord who spoke to him, and how at Damascus he had preached boldly in the name of Jesus. So he went in and out among them at Jerusalem, preaching boldly in the name of the Lord. And he spoke and disputed against the Hellenists, but they were seeking to kill him. And when the brothers learned this, they brought him down to Caesarea and sent him off to Tarsus. They could call him a brother because of the boldness of Barnabas. Right, and we look at Barnabas as an encourager. His name literally means son of encouragement. He lives up to his name. Can you imagine this on both sides of the picture where he has to go to a down and disillusioned Saul as he kind of staggers away from the disciples, not knowing where to head? And maybe he grabs him by the arm and drags him back over the disciples. And and what does Barnabas do? But he says, Hey, let me tell you about this guy, Saul. Let me tell you what I have seen. He preaches boldly, passionately, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about him dying on the cross and rising from the tomb, ascending into heaven. Let me tell you, this guy is a disciple. We see Barnabas boldly go to both Saul and the disciples to be a peacemaker. And Barnabas gives us that reminder this morning that when we are spirit-driven to be bold, it's going to look different. It's going to look different for each and every one of us. We mentioned our strengths and our weaknesses, and we know them very clearly, don't we? When we are spirit-driven to be bold, It's going to look different for each and every one of us. If you think about Ananias, well, he had to go to meet with someone that he didn't know very well. Maybe that he even had that reputation that was over the top of him. Ananias had to go and tell him about Jesus, it was bold, spirit driven. When we think about Paul, maybe we think about his passionate proclamation of the gospel. We heard it time and time again in chapter 9, boldly proclaiming Jesus. That's why we love Paul's letters so much in the New Testament. right? Saul had this power to be bold in that proclamation of preaching. When we think of Barnabas, we see a peacemaker, an encourager. One who was bold to step in when he saw a situation that needed a mediator. And dear friends, we didn't even get time to talk about all the other disciples gathered there in Jerusalem, spirit-driven to go and do what Jesus had asked them to do. Dear friends, here we are today. Does Jesus ask us to go and to do as well? Yes. Yes. He tells us to go and make disciples of all nations. He tells us to go and get the good news out that we have a risen and ascended Savior to get the news out that our sins are completely forgiven. We heard that grace just a moment ago in our own confession, and our own forgiveness. We have a God that invites us to come boldly, to come boldly to his table and to take his son's body and blood. And when we think about boldness, I still think about it as something that is outside of myself. That's when God comes to us and reminds us he's put his spirit in us. He calls us the spirits temples. Friends, God just doesn't put his spirit on anybody. He put his spirit on you. He put his spirit inside of you, inside your baptism. When you were marked in the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit on your forehead and upon your heart, you were baptized into God's family. He put his spirit in you, a spirit that drives us to be bold. To get out of our comfort zone a little bit. Whether we're an introvert or extrovert, it doesn't matter. God calls you to be bold this very day. As we leave these doors and as we go, God's going to present something in your life. He's going to put something in your life, and he's going to tell you, be bold. Go out. Take a risk. Take a chance at showing someone, telling someone about Jesus Christ, your Lord. Paul, in his letters, talk about all the different ways that the Spirit blesses us in teaching, in listening, in prayer, in evangelism. When we can break that six-foot barrier, maybe it just means giving someone a hug when they need it. Take a listen to what the church looked like 2,000 years ago. Verse 31, the church throughout all Judea and Galilee and Samaria had peace and was being built up. And walking in the fear of the Lord and in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, it multiplied. Dear friends, 2,000 years ago, we get to witness the spirit-driven boldness of the disciples of Saul, of Ananias, of Barnabas. And then today, we get to see what God is still doing in his church as he takes each and every one of us and he reaches into our lives to remind us his spirit is in us. We can look at ourselves and we can say, I can be bold. Maybe not because it's a part of me, but because it's a part of God's spirit that is in me. And guess what, dear friends? Today we remember that God is still blessing his church. That through the boldness of the spirit given to each and every one of us, God continues to multiply the believers in his name. During those times when we focus too much on our weaknesses, when we make those excuses about why we shouldn't be bold, our God reminds us that he has put his strength in us. His power is made perfect in weakness. Dear friends, what is he calling you to do to go and be bold today? Amen.
6: Jesus, you have put boldness in us through the indwelling spirit. And it is in that spirit of boldness that we bring to you the prayers of our family and the community members. Prayers for a friend in Kansas for healing. Prayers for all who are sick with health issues and for all who are fighting addictions. Prayers for our ministry to grow, to grow strong and to reach out as God has commanded. Prayers for our country to come back to God Prayers for Eric Navarro and family, for Jorge Garcia and family. Prayers for my brother, John, who is not doing well. A prayer for those struggling with addiction and those in recovery. Prayers for Susan who lost her battle with cancer. A prayer for Jason, he is in the hospital. Pray for my marriage, that we can grow through you, my Lord, and that I can manage my mental health. Thank you, Lord, for all you've done for me and my family. Please, place a hedge of protection around my friends and family. Please watch over and guide my children down the path you chose for them, and please help my children find the special person you have planned for them. Prayers for a daughter looking for a new job in an interview this week. God, please flood your grace and mercy on our schools, staff, and students as we work to keep our community well, calm our fear and anxiety, and give us peace. Thank you, Jesus. Prayers for a family to be brought near to the heart of God. Prayers for my son, Dylan, on his upcoming training and his deployment starting next week. Please be with him and all the deployed servicemen and women of our great military. And Lord, for all these prayers and more, all the prayers that are in this room this morning, we know that you hear us. Whether we can say the words, whether we hold them in our heart, Hear, you know, you understand, you act. And we also thank you that you gave us a model to prayer. And together we pray Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses
3: Together, I invite you to take out the bread and the wine that you were given as we boldly approach the table of our Lord, and we remember the work that he has boldly done for us in his death and through his resurrection. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and he gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also after supper he took the cup, and when he'd given thanks, he gave it to them saying, Drink of it all of you, this cup is the New Testament of my blood which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins, this do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of our Lord is with you always. Amen. Take and eat the body of your Lord Jesus Christ. And take and drink the very blood that was poured out for you. Friends of the Savior depart in His peace and in His great joy. Amen.
1: Well, I can only
2: imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. Well, I can only imagine what my eyes will see when you face is before me well i can only imagine still will i stand in your presence To my knees will i fall will i sing hallelujah will i be able to speak at all i can only imagine well i can only imagine i can only imagine when that day it comes find myself standing in the sun I can only imagine when all I will do is forever forever worship you Jesus, or in all of you be still. Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only imagine. Yeah, I can only imagine.
3: of being bold this morning. Randy, I'm glad you're up here with me. We were talking this morning and I just wanted to pass along how proud of you we are. You're doing the SMP program and uh, your circuit brothers are holding you up in prayer. And and, uh, when we talk about boldness, uh, you came to mind often today uh, in your new leap of faith. Dear friends, we've come into God's house. We've been forgiven. We've been fed with his word and fed with our God's body and blood. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you his peace. Amen.
6: And amen. How about we give it up for Chris for coming in today, yeah? Okay. All right, the time of service you all been waiting for, it's announcements time. Exploration starts a week from Wednesday, 16th of September, there's the slide. That slide will also be available to you in the email blast that goes out weekly in the 1C happenings. Um, So the times are there and kind of the rhythm of how that evening goes. You know, basically we we come in, we have a simple meal. Uh, It's a time to gather, to talk, to catch up, um, maybe even to speak prayers into one another's lives during that time. Then there's a set of classes for all ages, more details coming on that. Here's something that we would like for you to do that When you attend on Wednesdays, would you take a moment and register so we know that, you know, we know who's coming, we know how many. It kind of helps us track and collect data, kind of know who's in the building, et cetera. So more on being registered, hit it. Hit it, huh? Hit it. <laughs> okay.
1: So we've got the Church Center app, which if you were here last week, there was a video on the screens that showed that. And the Church Center app is actually really easy to use. Um, it's on your smartphone. It doesn't cost a thing. You just go on to the iPhone, the App Store, or the Google Play Store if you have an Android. And uh, you go on there and you just... Download this program, and it connects you with our church, you know, asks you a few questions. But it's a great way to get involved as far as knowing when events are and how to register for actual events like exploration. Because like Randy said, it is nice to be able to know ahead of time who's coming. And again, guys, this stuff is just packed with information, and exploration is one of those things where it's not just for kids, it's for us adults too. So it's awesome to have that. But like I said, it's very easy to find all the information you need about our church, whether it be email addresses, phone numbers, uh, when the events are, how to get here. Um, And it's another great way you can tithe to the church as well. Uh, You just go in here and you just go through the different tabs at the bottom. Again, it's on the Apple Store. It's on the the Google Play Store. Just if you get a chance and you're out and about today, you can even do it in here uh, with the free Wi-Fi if you don't want to do that at home. Before you leave today, you can sign up for it. It's great. It's an easy tool to use. So with that, would you guys please rise for our last song? serve the Lord.